I got some new language to go along with our new rebrand, Paul. Ooh. You know, Dynasty Life Goes On. You got your Dynasty Life Lessons, very important. Uh, gotta you, learn those. You got your Dynasty Private Life, you know. Mm. Such as such Sometimes as, things I don't want to admit. Yeah, and then you also have the, the love of your Dynasty Life, which is, you know, got to be pretty special and you know of course you got to work in your dynasty life balance Ooh, dynasty life is a highway <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna ride it all night long <laughs> well our world is definitely changing it used to be round uh spherical but now it's maybe oblong football shaped definitely football shaped either way it's definitely revolving around Dynasty Fantasy Football. Four, three, two, one. My favorite weapon is a tank. I'm going to open up a bank account just for this leak. And don't question my methods. I was riding the market while I was hot. Take my balls, not my pick. <laughs> and of course, by work-life balance, you mean Dynasty life balance. I- I'm blown away. I'm blown away. When your world revolves around Fantasy Football, Dynasty is life. I am freaking pumped. Yes. Awesome, awesome song. Got to give credit to uh, to those of us that helped us with that. Fellow league mates chiming in. Some of those cuts are from our uh, state of the league call that we hosted last week. Welcome in to the Dynasty is Life podcast. We're psyched about the rebrand. We're happy to have you. We appreciate you listening, following us on Instagram and Twitter. Let's dive into some roster building We've got a, uh, a real interesting way of approaching this. A, a galactic methods, if you will. <laughs> okay. Galactic roster building? What's that like? Like the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You've got the cockpit, right? And in the cockpit, you need your best minds because they're steering the ship. That is your quarterbacks. I like to have about two of them because you can't really fit more than that in the cockpit. And then in the middle between the two prongs, those are your missiles. You need a lot of them because you never know if the missile's going to hit or if the missile's going to miss. From week to week, that's your wide receivers. And then on the left side, you've got a skate pod. The skate pod needs to be reliable. That's your tight ends right there. If it doesn't work, you're totally screwed. So you got to have a tight end that's putting up some points. But most of all, what you got to have the most of is the running backs, and they are your subspace hyperdrive units. And like the Millennium Falcon, there is about 20 of them suckers right on the back of it, powering the ship, ready to jump into hyperspace any time you need them. And that is how I like to build my team. Wow. That was one of the greatest metaphors I've ever heard in my dynasty life. <laughs> Thank you. And the Millennium Falcon is one of the greatest ships, if not the greatest ship in history. Call it a dynasty metaphor for life. <laughs> yeah. So if our listeners, you know, follow the rule book to that ship, maybe they can win some ships of their own. That's the goal here, right? We're trying to build champions. Yes. You know, we like to joke around. We like to have fun, but we're here to build champions. And that's... Yes, indeed. The theme of today's show, how we build in them champions, boys. I am pumped. This is a foundational episode to success. You know, you can know which players are good, but if you don't know how many you need at which position, how to acquire them, you're going to be lost in the sauce. So this is important stuff today. Huge episode. <laughs> lost in the sauce, he says. Lost I, li- in the sauce. I like that. I like that. The, uh, 
thing about it uh, too, timing wise, is it's great because we just had all this movement. I think Tyreek Hill got traded to the Dolphins since we last did our free agency Craziness. fallout episode, and craziness. We ran through. God, it was like 40 players that had switched teams. It's insane. So it's really important that you have this knowledge as well. And there's going to be a little bit of a break now, I think, as some of the final free agents get signed. And there's time to make deals is what that means, yeah. folks. There's time to make deals. And there are ways to get better. Um, we've done some stuff on the draft already. Definitely go back and listen to those episodes. They'll give you a good foundation for sort of where certain kinds of value uh, lies uh, when it comes to placing uh, that on draft picks and generating trades. Yeah. But, you know, really, this is the other episode you're going to want to tune into because we're going to talk about the crazy metaphor I just gave you. And, and, <laughs> and it, it is actually somewhat accurate. I want to start with quarterbacks. Okay. Um, I I said they're the cockpit. Okay. And, you know, you got a pilot and a co-pilot in the cockpit. Yeah. And, uh it's for me, it's Justin Herbert and Russell Wilson. I traded a boatload to upgrade from Lamar Jackson to Justin Herbert, which I think was a bold move. You did. We will see how that pans you out. Gave up a lot. Um, we're, but, we're a one quarterback league too. So this is yeah, our, we'll, we'll do one on Superflex, right. but this is for one quarterback league. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for me, I like to have two of them because quarterbacks are protected in the league and, they don't generally get as injured as much. I do place a high value on injury history. Like Russell Wilson was one of my picks in the startup draft just because of a lack of injury history. Obviously, he's getting older now, but you know, that trade should help that out. But I like to I like to have two quality guys at that position and yeah. then some prospects. Taxi squad's a great spot for a quarterback because there are some of a, a lot of positions out of the other positions, I'm sorry much lower hit rate in the draft and so they do have more of a, a tendency to develop over time compared to other positions when given that opportunity so i don't mind having some young young sleepers but i will rotate them pretty quickly if they prove un unvaluable yeah i agree um you know the the health thing that you bring up is huge because they're going to stay healthy for longer, and you want to be mindful of that you don't want to get players that are in and out. I like to keep three quarterbacks on my roster. Okay, so uh, one more than me. Yeah, I, I like mean, I guess I guess what I was saying is, and sorry to interrupt you, I two quality, reliable guys mm -hmm. is like the ideal situation. I'm lucky to have that right now. Yeah, but if you have even one guy who's really good, yeah, but not a second guy that's kind of close enough and reliable enough. You you're, you may want to carry that that third. Yeah, I like to have three quarterbacks. Uh, I want to. My goal is to have two in the top eight because you know things change where from year to year, rec receivers go down, COVID happens, the offensive line is hurt, and even in these top elite quarterbacks, they'll fluctuate a little bit. So just to protect myself, I want to have two of the top eight, and then I want a backup quarterback in case there's a COVID, a bye week, and you're just out of luck you need an emergency plan so that last one i'm not worried about i would say as long as they can play you know that's that's my last one but two of the top eight quarterbacks would be my goal and for this one i want to build through the startup draft i don't want to be spending my draft picks when we pick teams initially i want a strong young quarterback and then after that i agree with you paul i think the taxi squad is a nice way to go with quarterbacks I want to build through the draft. I'm probably using like third and fourth round picks because the hit rate is so sporadic that right. I'm going to throw a dart at a late round quarterback, 
keep them on my taxi squad, and that's how I'm going to rotate them into my starting three. And we and we do put six points on passing touchdowns just to make sure the quarterback is still you know prominent position Absolutely. in a single quarterback league in the super flex league. You're doing this. This is totally different. Way thinking, different, right? Yeah. You're, you're going. <laughs> you're going quarterbacks early. Yeah. Um, just because you have to take your shot based on the value that's there. Um, that's a whole nother conversation. And and all of that said, it's obviously the ability to scout and identify potentially good quarterback prospects is is huge. I love to toot my own horn, as you know that. You know, <laughs> but I'm taking Justin. I took Justin Herbert. I think at the end of the third round. And to me, he was clearly the best quarterback in that draft. Like, it was obvious. Yeah. And, the, you know, I, I got to say, I think Matt Corral's the guy still in this draft. I don't think he's nearly as talented as Herbert. I don't think he'll be that. This is obviously a, a class that has been touted as, as less talented. Yeah. Um, but just throwing that out there for the okay. listeners. If I'm, if I'm taking a shot on anybody, it's Pickett or Corral. All right. Um, a little Corral love today. Love love the predictions. Always like seeing how yeah. they turn out. Yeah. On the on the Eagles podcast, I I family football podcast, if anyone wants to check that one out, family with PH. I'm I'm high on Corral over Hertz. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh the hit rate is so low with these it quarterbacks. Is. It's a bold it's, it's a very bold prediction because of what Tripp is about to tell you. So even if you draft even if a quarterback is drafted in the first round, they still only have a five percent chance of becoming a Pro Bowl player. So it's not a bad strategy, which you did, giving up a lot of assets for somebody that you already identified as an established Pro Bowl player. Um, so you want to be taking shots late in these drafts, stashing on your taxi squad. And if you don't have that guy, you're probably going to have to give up a, a good amount. So not a bad move by you, building that, that, that cockpit up, you know? Yeah, and the sad thing is that I did have him. I let him go for this super roundabout way to eventually acquire Javante Williams, and then I overpaid to get him back. It's a long story, folks. Looks like it's going to work out. Someday for you. we'll dive into that. I think we, uh, I think we need to talk about the guys that are catching these balls. Yes, please. A uh, little bit of a higher hit rate in the first round, obviously on wide receivers. So you're talking about a bit of a different story. I mentioned that they're. You know your missiles, right? Because they are gonna <laughs> they are gonna probably win or lose you games. If all three of your wide receivers hit on a given week and score you like twenty plus points, your chances of losing that matchup are under twenty percent. So if you if you can really really build out this part of your team, as Trip has said many times, <laughs> it is it the foundation of the fantasy <laughs> roster, and he likes to think of them as his offensive line, my so, offensive line, my O line. <laughs> My big, my big uglies up front. I mean, front. I can't. I, I love it. I can't hate on uh, on showing love to the big uglies. I, I am a big ugly in my uh, in the real world. The big beautifuls. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. I yeah. uh, appreciate that. Yeah. So I'll keep eight wide receivers on my team. And if we had okay. one more roster spot, I would love to push it. <laughs> you angling for another roster spot? To nine. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. I think... Uh, I think it, it, it would help my team a lot. But anyway, eight wide receivers on my team, and I want five of the top 15. And I think this is where you can dominate Whoa. in your league. Five of the top 15. Is the goal. Now, these like, are lo- lofty goals. When you say top 15. Wide receivers. You mean like finishing in the fantasy, like top 15, like. 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. So that's the goal. You know, that's that's a lofty goal. Of course, of course. And and it's an interesting benchmark. Yes. If you have, because if you look traditionally, the top ten receivers, they have some longevity. They are league winners, and it doesn't change a ton from year to year. So if you can build your team to have five of these, not only are you week in, week out, year after year, easily competing for wins, you're also eliminating some of your competition from having that depth, having that talent. You're going to put yourself in a position to dominate your league year after year. That's a good point. You really lower your risk as well. Yeah. Right? Because if you've got five guys in that top 15, I mean, you're... I mean, our league winner last year had three guys in the top five. Yeah, it's which important. was pretty crazy, and that that did that for him. Hi, Moose. <laughs> you guys know Moose. He just he just popped the door open himself and uh, had what to, up, Moose? Uh, had to join us. It's his birthday, so uh, we appreciate the audience listening and wishing a happy birthday to Moose. Shout out uh, to Moose. Moose on the loose on Instagram. Great. The second O is a zero, and there's underscores between each word. <laughs> Got to show some love for the pup, you know. Shout out, Moose. Happy B-Day. Wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Moose can catch a hell of a football, too. He Maybe can. that's why he came in here. He's a great receiver. He saw his time to shine. I agree with you um, in that you can dominate and be consistent by having, you yeah, definitely by having five of them. I think it's tough. Right now, I have, I haven't started put as much of a priority on that as you because i think i value running backs a little bit more than you do i think that's where we dif- differ a little bit mm-hmm. but i carry i i strive for the same thing i i have four guys now that are solid one of them is probably like a tier two guy the other three tier ones kind of bumping Cortland sutton up based on recent changes he's gonna be fantastic <laughs> I think that I'm lagging in that department. So that's a positional target for me where I stand now having, you know, three solid guys and Brandon Ayuk and Cortland Sutton. So it's really two solid guys. And then those two are like those are my third guy. But they're always going to fill in, right? They're always going to be able to play. If somebody gets hurt, I'm in a little bit of trouble because my bench is not that deep and I'm still sort of on the hunt for that guy, I think there's a lot of potential on my bench. And I think that's the important thing for for people to watch out for is you will see wide receivers come out of nowhere sometimes in years three and four. Yes. There's guys, I'll, just to give you an example, like... Um, A.B., DeAndre Hopkins, they all kind of started year three and they were yeah, kind you, of falling under the see, radar year two. You guys blossom. I mean... Not saying this is going to happen with some of these guys next year, but I'm hoping it happens to Jerry Judy year three. Yeah, that's a good that's a good one. Yeah, um, Alan Lazard's 26. He might be the number one in Green Bay. I'm sure they'll draft somebody, but he's been there and is reliable, so he might get some balls this year. Yeah, he's definitely going to get an opportunity. I think we talked about um, Laquan Treadwell in a previous episode and how you know he had a devastating knee injury, but like now he might come back and resurrect his career. I liked uh, Antoine Wesley at the end of the season for the Cardinals. So take your shots, right? Stock up. Fill fill the the taxi squad if you have to with wide receivers. Take shots on guys that 
might be projects who are taken in the third or fourth round of the draft, especially this draft coming up, because this position group is deep. Yeah, we talked about your Khalil Shakurs and your Sky Moors. You know, these are guys that you probably are going to be able to get in second or third rounds of Tier dynasty two drafts. or three out of this draft, right? Who could blossom? So, if you're not somebody like uh, like my co-host here, who has done a fantastic job taking over a team that was given to him accepting a couple of losing seasons, we'll call it. The tank. <laughs> Favorite weapon is tank, right? And then, but but leveraging it the right way and picking the team the way he wants to build it, and what an incredible strength if you can lock that down and, and achieve those five guys. Right, and how do I get there is the question. How do I get these five guys? course your startup draft hopefully you can hit on a few there but if not when i'm drafting a wide receiver in the dynasty draft rookie dynasty draft that we do yearly um they're a little bit higher than a quarterback in their hit rate but lower than a running back so to me i'm willing to take two of my high picks and pick two receivers hoping that both of course but hoping that at least one of them will hit and that's where i get my trade value from so if I'm identifying a player that I think is going to be top five or stay in the top five and people think are fading or somebody's just undervaluing one of their receivers, I'm willing to spend two high draft picks because in the draft, I'm willing to take two shots on a receiver. So that's where I get my value from. I'll go, you know, low first, high second, maybe two low first, two high seconds, or even a top five pick. I'm using that much draft capital to obtain one of these top receivers right. you're prioritizing it from a draft capital perspective which is smart when you're trying to build a team you know especially from the bottom yeah because as you said the trade value on a wide receiver lasts much longer than it does on say our next position group right a running back and when i'm trying to draft a receiver i'm under the impression that i'm probably going to have to use a few draft picks Based on the odds, as much as I like to watch tape and think that I'm a high, you know, hit rate on my draft picks, the odds are against that you're going to hit a receiver every time you draft them. So that's why I'm willing to spend a couple picks on trading for a receiver and why I'm willing to draft a few receivers in the draft where I'm looking for my next guy. Yeah, and I'm looking at some statistics where they, they consider success being a starter, becoming a starter for the first, at least the first half of their career. Okay. Which doesn't necessarily mean a good fantasy asset. So keep that in mind as I give this to you. But at wide receiver, the first round success rate is 58%, second round 49, and then it drops to like pretty low, (laughs) pretty low, like under 20 for the rest of the draft. So yes, that is, you know, considering that and considering that probably – 25% 25% of those guys actually become like pro bowlers, game-changing fantasy players. You're really looking at like of 300 wide receivers who are selected, probably 10 to 15 of them cracking that top 15. I I don't know. Yeah, that's it's a challenge. That's a challenge. Yeah. That's a challenge. You have to use the use the capital um, I think more and more that rate's going up because yes. of just the style of the league. And Agreed. the last couple of drafts, it, this lends your strategy to your strategy even more 
the last couple drafts, wide receiver has been stacked. Yeah. And you're seeing that because kids want to play wide receiver these days. Yeah. Wide receiver is the glory position. Wide receiver is the position that everybody, you know, wants to uh to to be the star and make the cool catch and they are becoming play the, stores, on the playgrounds the stars. And yeah so it's 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 uh it's an interesting trend to yeah. keep an eye on they're as definitely we go forward becoming the stars of the league more and more so in how they're drafted how the offenses are emphasizing having great receivers all around so yeah i think they're becoming uh more of the stars Whereas in the past, maybe running back and quarterback were, were the stars of the league, and then you get a Randy Moss here, a T.O. there. and But the quarterback's are really running the show. Now these wide receivers are really stepping up in value. Absolutely. Absolutely. Emphasis on the passing game, these poor running backs. Oh, my goodness. Um, but th- but listen, I'm in a different position than you with my team, right? Let's hear it. We are going for the shit, okay? <laughs> uh, need to get them rings, and I need to get – running back talent in the door to do that and in the last couple drafts that's what i did i've got cam Akers, javante williams i spent draft picks high draft capital on youth at the running back position Mm. and it's risky right but when the time is right you kind of have to have to take your shot absolutely and so it's important to keep age in mind when you're looking at your wide receiver running back relationships. Like I have Jamar Chase, who fortunately as a rookie <laughs> is like a top five wide out. Yeah. Doesn't happen every day. No. But the other guys are are Cortland Sutton, Mike Evans. Um, those are guys that are, you know, in that putting up fantasy championship numbers yeah. already. They're in There's, their dynasty middle age. Right. Exactly, dynasty middle age of life. Yeah, <laughs> and so middle you know, age it's, ta- it's time, right? Yeah, yeah. It's time to surround them with some running backs who are in their second, third year. Yeah, who usually that's when you see a running back put up their best numbers. Your window is open right now, is why you're going after the young running backs, right? And at the same time, I I keep a depth of running backs on the roster because of the injury situation i've got i try to lock down an entire backfield if i can yes so like i have i have javante williams and melvin gordon i've got the entire panthers backfield i've got uh, khalil herbert waiting in the wings i don't have anybody else on the bears but like i'll try to grab a guy like that who's a good backup and bring him over to my bench anytime i can Mm -hmm. just because there's such a higher percent chance that at that position somebody's going to go down and somebody else is going to step up. And all the time when you see guys go down and other guys step up, you see jobs get taken. Yeah. And it fell, baby, not for long. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming around to the handcuff idea more or the ba- owning a backfield in Dynasty more. Yeah, because uh, it doesn't, you don't, you, you prevent yourself from wasting a season. Yeah. If the wrong set of running backs goes down for you and you don't have any of them handcuffed, you are at risk of just your season being a total wash, maybe even pretty early. Yeah. Because, because if you can't if you can't have they really are the consistent performers. Starting running backs who are putting up numbers week to week, those are your consistent performers in Dynasty Fantasy Football. Those are the guys who are gonna get 15 carries and be guaranteed to touch the ball. And so you're guaranteed this sort of baseline of points. Yeah. 
that's why I say in my crazy uh, Star Wars analogy <laughs> that they're the thrusters, right? Because yeah. they're keeping the shit moving. Okay. And wide receivers, in my opinion, are guys who are who are going out and winning games for you a lot of times, quarterbacks and wide receivers. Okay. But the running backs keep the shit moving. And if the ship can move faster, that's when you can really win because a lot of the other stuff can be can be hit or miss, you know, depending on matchups and schedules and all the things that go into it. Um, so anyway, that's sort of my take on on the running back. That's why I put that that priority on it. I know okay. you have pick one <laughs> <laughs> in the upcoming draft, and you just gave us this whole thing about how much value you place on the wide receivers yeah. and all that stuff. But you know, I know you got your eyes on uh, you know uh, Mister uh, Brees Hall, Mister Hall. You're trying to fleece Brees <laughs> off well, that board. Well. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about what I think about the running backs, where I place their value, and it'll give you a little idea about where I'm going with my draft. Try as hard as you can not to be hypocritical. <laughs> <laughs> not put on your spot at all. I mean, it's moose too. It's, it's pretty easy. I got my I got my dynasty life game plan right here, so you know, right, I, I, right. you know, I can just follow that, and it, and it doesn't it doesn't stray off the beaten path too much. And uh, this is where this we, is uh, trips five year dynasty life plan. This is <laughs> this is where we differ a little bit here. So <laughs> I would say that. My receivers are my foundation, as you said, for your running backs. And my running backs are more of my missiles that are going to go out and give me a win in a week or maybe give me a season where they're dominating and where they're winning. I don't trust them to do it year after year after year like I do with the receivers. So I want to catch, you know, running backs when with the hot hand. I keep six running backs on my roster and my goal is to have one in the top three to five. I want one running back that I can keep for a few years in that top three to five range. I don't want to go chasing and spending a ton of assets because they come off the waivers, they fill in for injury, their careers just don't last as long. But when you're drafting in your rookie draft, I think you can use maybe a little bit less draft capital but it has to be specific draft capital. So when teams draft running backs in the first round, they have a much higher hit rate than receivers taken in the first round. And when a running back is taken in the first round, that really skyrockets their dynasty value. They're going to be a top three pick if they're a running back taken in the first round. So when I'm trying to acquire a running back, I'm looking at those top three picks. I want to either acquire a top three pick in the draft or I want to trade away one of my top picks. I'm willing, now I would rather get it for a second round pick, but I'm willing to give away one of my top tier first round picks for a running back that I think is going to have a good three to five years in that top five range. Where in a wide receiver, I'm willing to give up a few picks because it's harder to find them. If a running back's taken high, their value's high, it's not a mystery. I'm willing to spend high on a pick or maybe a first and a third to try to find that guy. And the rest of them, you know, third round flyers, taxi squad, trades for PPR fill-ins, people catch a lot of passes. So I'm shooting for that one star and then just getting really creative to fill out the rest of my five uh, roster spots. So more like a Imperial Star Destroyer <laughs> type of type of build. I trust that that analogy is or that metaphor is correct. Um, 
<laughs> Listen, the Millennium Falcon always won those battles. I'm just putting it out there. Hey, um, but uh, you are building a far larger, more powerful vessel. So that's Ooh, anyway. That's we can get into praise. that another time. Yeah. Um, I, I do agree with uh, a lot of what you said. I think it is uh, a good way to build a team. You definitely have some outliers. I think that was sort of the takeaway. Mm. Is like you you really need a guy to show out to be one of those yep. picks to use one of those picks. Yep. And, I, and you don't want to do it after he's had three years of this. You want to do it after he's mm-hmm. shown like a half a season or one season <laughs> because their dynasty lifespan is not terribly long. So, you know, you got to identify them early and pounce on them because their value is high. There's not a ton of them and they don't last long. So when you see one, if you have it, keep it. If you have somebody who's willing to trade it away, go after it, spend the value, spend the picks just acquire it. It's not going to be this long-term thing, but you need that. Yeah, do it at the right time. Exactly. Timing's everything with running backs. Exactly. Timing's everything with uh, the escape pod. Sometimes <laughs> you got to know when to evacuate. So I like to look at the tight end as the uh, the lifesaver here because <laughs> a tight end, listen, if you got a tight end who's th- who throws up a 20, 30-point week and the rest of your team just dogs it, mm-hmm. you still win that week. Yeah. Um, And... Quite frankly, they can a consistent tight end can really keep a team competitive the entire season. It's tough to find, though. We obviously know with tight end position, lot of wealth at the top. Yes, it's like the it's literally it is like the tight end market in fantasy football is something that uh, you could really equate to the uh, global wealth distribution situation in, in, in the, the world here. So we'll just call it the dynasty life distribution of wealth. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a long dynasty lifespan. And it is, the, it is the outlier position where you get these top three guys that are game changers and then you're just scrapping for a top 10 after that. So building right. a tight well, end. Basically room. what we're saying is Travis Kelsey is the Jeff Bezos of fantasy football. <laughs> and then you got Darren Waller, you know, a little Elon Musk going on. <laughs> right. all these, all these. Make all the comparisons you want, folks. So in building that room out, huge in the startup draft. You got to if spend a high pick on one of these players that's going to have a 10-year top three career. If you can get one of them, get them. If not... You know, I'm still looking for one tight end to be in the top five. That's the goal. One tight end that will be in the top five week in, week out, season after season. And then other than that, I'm building through the draft, and I'm definitely, definitely using the taxi squad for the tight ends. They take a while to develop. You can take a flyer on them in the third or the fourth round. I'm not spending my first-round picks on them unless it's Kyle Pitts, of course. Other than that, I'm drafting them late. I'm holding them on my taxi squad, just hoping that one of them pops because it's it's highly unpredictable. And they take a long time to develop, and there's just so much in and out. Hard to evaluate. Yeah, unless you have one of those top three guys, of course. Yeah, I mean, like a Kyle Pitts is. So, I wasn't. I was surprised that he was not like hands down number one pick in that draft because they come along so few and far between. Yeah. Also, I think the main reason for it was the bust rate on tight ends being as high as it is. Mm-hmm. 
and the time that it takes for them to develop. Now, it looks like Kyle Pitts is going to be okay. Maybe the quarterback situation in Atlanta could improve for him at some point. But A, a draft capital for a tight end is insane. You never see that. You never you see that. got to take a shot on that. You never see that, right. And and the talent's there if you watch him play. He's practically a Calvin Johnson-like wide receiver. It'll be interesting to see what he can Yeesh. do. With the rest of the career, yeah, he's gonna Yeesh. he's gonna scare people. Fear in my heart, right? He's now. <laughs> gonna scare people. He could he could really, again, this goes right in line with everything we've said. Like he could end it. He could end yep. it for the season for the league. You know, if he really ends up being as good as people think his ceiling is, and you have him. happens, happens. You know, think about Gronk forty percent of the time with in those his guys, main though. years. Yeah. Even with the yeah right exactly think think of Gronk and his prime I mean different kind of player but we'll put up similar numbers yeah now for the rest of the roster I have a rule of four right here I divide them all up into four we got the taxi squad four players IR four players and I want to keep four IDP and four defense and it's tempting to get rid of these guys and you know try to drop them for the next big thing you know some waiver wire hot player you think is going to come up but you got to be really strict at keeping four defenses, four IDPs, because the defenses never get hurt. They never are not going to play every single week. I think they hold a lot more value than people think, and they fluctuate a lot. So shooting for uh, four defenses that you think have a trajectory of long-term success I think is really important. And I think the value on the trade market is high, higher than most people think. Four IDPs, you got to have a backup Maybe somebody who can be linebacker and D back or D line and that's how I do it too. Yeah, right. Get, Versatility because you don't want to spend too many roster positions on it. I sometimes will even utilize an empty roster spot throughout the season so that I can pick up somebody that's hot when it comes to IDP. Because defensive players do get hurt. Yeah. <laughs> they take a little bit more hits. Yeah. Especially linebackers. Um we're going to talk, we're going to do an episode on IDP and defenses where we dive into okay. uh, who some of those top guys are, who you should be looking out for as far as like waiver wire pickups so that you don't use a lot of roster space yeah. or who you could maybe trade a late round pick for or a couple late round picks to somebody for in an effort to land someone who's, Ooh, you know, consistent, okay. something like that. Tough for me to give um, up a draft pick for an IDP, but... I if can see it. Where, I mean, if it's I've an outlier, people, I've had people throw me offers for Darius Leonard for the last three seasons. It's never been anything. It's always like a fourth rounder or something. Not worth but, it, yeah. but I don't know. I mean, if uh, if there was enough potential there, and it's a totally waste, useless draft pick, and you know, someone's trying to do a rebuild or whatever, the, the situation could be right. Either sure. way, my my main point there is. A Darius Leonard at that position is nice to have. Yes. Because you're not cycling roster spots. You're not worrying as much. But even he gets hurt. So anyway, such is dynasty life. Dynasty life comes full circle. Indeed. Indeed. We um, we can't thank the people enough for uh, joining in on this dynasty life journey that we are <laughs> all headed on. New life. New life, new brands. Revitalized. We're coming, we're, we're coming for the top spot, folks. Thank you for listening. Check us out on Instagram, Dynasty is Life. Check us out on Twitter, Dynasty underscore is underscore life. Send us your questions. Let us know what you want us to talk about, what you want to hear about. And we uh, look forward to chatting with you next time. Thank you.